people don't hate advertising. People hate bad experiences. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> and so, and so, if you're if you're producing crap, then yeah, they're going to switch the station, or they're going to they're not going to watch you. But if you're producing something that engages them and entertains them and informs them, they're fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, uh, I think for us, the ear cons were really important at the beginning because they were like, okay, this is going to be something I want to hear. Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. I'm your host, Jody Krangle, and this podcast will discuss just how sound influences our behavior. I generally talk about this in the context of advertising and marketing, but there are other places this is important too. I really feel that it plays a much more important role in our lives than maybe we realize. So let's delve a little deeper. Here's the second part of my interview with Rudy Fernandez. How do you direct voice talent when you're in a session? Do you have a particular way of doing things or? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I I'd love to most, hear about it. <laughs> the most important thing when you're directing talent is to know what you are good at and not good at. And, I, and I've learned that over the years. So obviously the, the first part of that is selecting talent. And that's the casting specs have to be right. Of course. And, and knowing what to hear from a talent. And that we can get into that if you want. Sure. But when you're in, when you're in the studio, I know that I tend to overdirect. And so I will start, you know, with minimal amount as I can. And then inevitably I'll get to a point where I have overdirected this talent. And then I will, <laughs> I will step back. And, oh, do and, you do uh, the thing where you just ask the talent to like redo, like just, you know, start from scratch, do what you would want to do? <laughs> no, no. I've I, had I, that so often. <laughs> I, you, you know, the best thing about directing talent, the, the number one thing I'll say is always set expectations with that person in the booth mm-hmm. and know that, let them know, hey, this is how I do it. And and sometimes I overdirect and, and you know, and or, you know, I haven't decided whether it's going to be better if we read it this way or that way. So we're going to try both ways to see what sounds better. Um And and they they're usually cool with that. What, what they're not cool with is not knowing where your head is. And I've seen because I've seen other people direct talent and they're like, OK, let's read that again. <laughs> yeah. OK. <laughs> OK. What did you want changed? <laughs> yeah. Different yeah. language. What? 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 Uh, yeah. So, yeah, tone, I, I think. What you, yeah. <laughs> I think always keeping that person involved in the process, knowing they are part of the creative process is essential. Even if it's as simple as, hey, we're just listening to playback because they're sitting in there, you know, sitting in there. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. You guys, you guys are talking in the booth. They can't hear you. You guys could be (laughs) ordering your lunch. We have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. But always saying, hey, we're just listening to playback. Hey, we're we're talking about the script or Mm -hmm. something and let them know. It's not, we're not talking about firing you because that's usually, I think what you're thinking is like, oh crap. We're fragile little egos. We really are. (laughs) Actually, along these lines, I wanted to ask you something about um, how you choose the talent in the first place, because Mm -hmm. there's kind of a debate, I guess, amongst voiceover talent about whether or not they should have a lead in to their their audition. And the I, I guess the the thought that I have on this and I've I've recently been coached about this as well, is that if you have a little tiny bit of a lead in, then you are differentiating yourself from everyone else that they've heard. What do you mean um, leading like this is Jody well, Krangle? Blah, 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 blah. No, like more like, um, you know, or I can't believe or, you know, like just like a little 
something something before uh-huh. the actual script starts just to sort of make it sound a little different from everyone else they've been listening to like 50 million times <laughs> huh I, that, that may work i can tell you that um well in terms of i'll separate into character and announcer reads okay yeah i'm thinking more announcer reads than yeah well an announcer kind of reads thing. are um two things that that one thing is hard is that um an announcer is the voice of a brand mm-hmm. right so it's very subjective because mm-hmm. <laughs> inevitably someone's get going to say that sounds like us that doesn't sound like us so, oh, so yeah. that part you can't you can't do anything about that's and just, the lead-in has nothing to do with any of that either. yeah yeah but if you have a if you have a a, a description of that announcer then you can begin to or at least look at the entire script and or the brand itself and figure out what kind of what kind of personality does this brand have mm-hmm. and does it fit in with what I can deliver as a VO a lot of times you know I've seen people especially with announcer read thinking they could just change the pitch of their voice and match this this thing and then it sounds unnatural and mm-hmm. as someone who's done this a while it's like if you're doing something that's forced, then you're not going to be able to read this several times. And the announcer has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so it has to be something that fits in your natural range. So I, I, for announcer reads, I would suggest, you know, really, if you if it's something, I know you get a lot of auditions, but under look at the brand itself, if mm-hmm. it's a familiar one or not, and, and know, is my voice going to match who they are and who their audience is, is hoping they are? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's uh, a really and, and good point. Yeah. So because so, they're really looking for the voice of the brand. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, or maybe maybe I, I think as a as a tactic to get somebody to go, ah, OK, this one. And uh, if especially if it fits the brand, you know. Sure. But along those lines, actually, because we're talking here, you know, specifically this podcast is called audio branding. <laughs> yeah. So if we're talking about audio branding and figuring out what tone of voice or what type of voice would be good for a particular client, do you guys actually, I mean, I'm assuming that you think about that. Mm-hmm. Does your client think about that? Like, are they paying attention to that kind of thing? I think they don't, uh, uh, but it's up to me or or, or the me in whoever, my role, mm-hmm. to explain that beforehand, to say, the, the, you know, to explain that this is, this voice delivers this quality, which ties into this aspect of your brand, mm-hmm. you know. This is a fun-loving, direct, you know, a fun-loving a fun sort of neighbor, or, you know, or this is a very smart uh, professor, or this is, whatever the, the character is that delivers your brand, you have to sort of explain what you're going for. And make sure that they say, oh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, because I always I always wonder, because I know companies pay a lot of attention to how they look mm. and not so much attention to how they sound. <laughs> yeah, you know, what ends up happening is if you don't prep your client for that, mm-hmm. you end up getting what you hear so much of, which is just someone who just sounds like a disembodied voice. Mm-hmm. You can't tell what that, they're just delivering copy points. You know, and so it doesn't, in my opinion, connect mm-hmm. with the audience. It doesn't. It doesn't reach out from the radio or or pot and say, "Hey, listen to me," because I'm I'm talking exactly to the your need. Yeah, yeah, a very so. good point. So along these lines, do you have any like case studies of things that you could talk about where the sound played such an important part? I mean, in radio, it always does, but 
um, you've crafted entire environments with your radio spots, right? So, <laughs> mm, yeah. So uh, I know we. I can. I can point to direct results from almost exclusive radio campaigns. Now, I don't, I'm not recommending an exclusive radio campaign, especially nowadays. It's you know there you need to have multiple touch points with with your audiences. Sure. And radio is a strong one. Because uh, I, I said in that blog, uh, so far every car has a radio in it, so mm-hmm. it's still uh, I think ninety two to ninety percent, ninety three percent of the American public listens to the radio every week. Well, even Sirius XM, they're starting to yeah. put stuff advertising on theirs as well, and I know Pandora is uh, a part of the Sirius XM network now, and I know they they advertise. <laughs> yeah, so. so we have seen that um, with uh, you know one of our clients is a. Uh, the University of Alabama College of Continuing Studies, and that we're trying to get people to go back to school, and we're trying to get them to choose to do that through the University of Alabama, and we've seen tremendous results from that. And again, I think it's because it's a, it's it's a it's a very personal thing to say. Okay, I've never got my degree, and I don't feel right about that, or mm-hmm. I feel very close to this university, and I wish I were part of it. And I think audio is a very, like I said, very intimate medium. You know, I'm I'm it's okay. You're talking to me. You know, when I say, hey, you haven't earned your degree or you love the University of Alabama, they're like, oh, they're talking to me. Yeah, it's one on one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and so for those sorts of things, we find tremendous success where it's a it's a very personal thing, uh, um, you know, with uh, something like, um, let's say, getting people to ride transit or that sort of thing. We could be a little bit more um a little funnier, a little looser with that. And that's, yeah. that's, that's yielded some good things because they're in their car and they're probably frustrated. So we want to, we want to, you know, we don't want to make them angrier. We <laughs> just want to give them some release and go, ha, that's funny. Yeah. Humor is a good way to do that. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Get them yeah. to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. And, and we yielded some great results with that, that as well. So. Well, uh, moving into what you called ear cons, <laughs> yeah. I guess they've been yeah. they've been pretty popular in the past too. Do you guys do that kind of thing? At, at oh your yeah, studio. Yeah, yeah. We, we had one. Um, we had an intro and outro ear con uh, when we first started with uh, back when we did like the the one you had talked about the clean air campaign was it was a hit of music. Mm-hmm. But we've created one. We created one for our show. We've created one for different clients that sort of, you know. Let people know what's coming. And, and the reason, and this is sort of cocky, but I want to think the things that we create, I think are better than everything else you hear. Mm-hmm. That's, And so what I heard anecdotally was we always knew it was going to be funny when we heard that thing mm-hmm. you know, for, for a couple of our clients. Or we always knew. So we've created them for clients before because we knew we were creating something different and something they're not used to hearing. And I think it let people know, hey, I want to hear this. People say a lot. Of, you've heard people say they don't like advertising. People don't hate advertising. People hate bad experiences. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> and so, and so, if you're if you're producing crap, then yeah, they're going to switch the station, or they're going to they're not going to watch you. But if you're producing something that engages them and entertains them and informs them, they're fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know. So uh, uh, I think for us, the ear cons were really important at the beginning because they were like, okay, this is going to be something I want to hear. Uh, so it's it's it served us really well, and for others, it, it also serves as a 
sort of like a, an audio logo, you know, we've yeah. heard many, many of those. Oh, definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know who th- I know who that is without even without even hearing anything. Yeah. It's consistency. And the wonderful thing about these sorts of things, sonic branding, which I guess is what they call it now. <laughs> yes. Um, is that it's universal. So it doesn't sure. matter where in the world you're hearing it. If it's consistent and that's the sound you're hearing every time that product is mentioned or service or whatever yeah. it is, then people know who you are just by hearing that little sonic bit Mm -hmm. and it brings everything together so if you hear that like the taco bell bells you now hear you now remember everything you know about taco bell and if you are a regular customer it's like okay you may remember i like their tacos i may want to get some food Mm -hmm. but but you you know it brings all the things you already know back back into mind just with one quick sound i couldn't agree more (laughs) so can you talk a little about what you're working on now What's the, what's the latest for you, you folks? Uh, besides our, our podcast. Well, yeah, uh, we, I mean, uh, I know that's continuing, but yeah. <laughs> we are, you know, it's funny that you say that we, we are, um, as you know, we're, we're recording this now in the heart of the um, coronavirus shutdown. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are, we have a client that is a grocery store and they are needing some some help right now and we're also getting some requests for quick turnaround um sort of informational pieces on on the virus sure um and it's an odd time no one knows what the other side of this is going to look like uh so it's i guess it it depends on how long it lasts right (laughs) yeah yeah so i i i also don't know Mm -hmm. Uh, i (laughs) yeah i don't think any of us do yeah (laughs) strange times (laughs) so 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 again right now that that is what's keeping us busy, and we're also, um, um, you know, a lot of like everyone else, a lot of the things we were working on have been, have been put on hold. But the, you know, it's funny we are working on two brand launches right now mm-hmm. that are still proceeding because they um, we were at a phase where we were developing elements for their launch, and they're still going to launch. They just don't know when, so they'll still need those elements. <laughs> when they launch. So we're working, we're working on that as well. What kind of industries Uh, are they in? Utilities. Okay. Okay. So, well, uh, utilities are always going to be needed. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. So we sort of, like I said, several of our clients, they're, they're sort of rightfully so on hold and saying, let's see what, what, where this goes. But some of our clients, they know it's, you know, they're still going to, nothing has changed in their industry. So. Well, hopefully this all ends fairly shortly. <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. My uh, my daughter's my one daughter is a voiceover mm-hmm. as well, so uh, we poisoned her. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm a little biased, so I, yeah. I, I, I think she, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's been in a booth her whole life. So she lives out in L.A., mm-hmm. and she has had uh, a lot of jobs canceled this month because, yeah. you know, who's, no one's... Right now they're on hold with a lot of stuff. Well, a lot of the studios are actually closing because they don't want anyone to physically come in. Yeah. And so people who didn't get themselves a decent home studio are floundering now, yeah. you know, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I guess everyone's kind of learning their lesson. Be able to do this remotely. <laughs> yeah. No, for her, it was uh, she a group session. She had a bunch of, because she's doing a lot of, she plays, uh, I don't know if you want this on the show, but she sure. plays young, she plays younger and she does a lot of, um, animation kid shows oh yeah yeah okay so, so ensemble casts wouldn't be called in to work together yeah <laughs> yeah so group sessions uh, and uh are have been canceled and uh and then another one was for like 
an ice cream retailer, which they're not going to have anybody come out for ice cream right now. But how how is you how are you doing? How's your voiceover world going? So far, so good. I'm actually really lucky in that um, the ones that would be slowing down for me would be the tourism ones. Mm, yeah. Um, and I have a little less of that right now, but there's still lots of other things going on. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, banks are still open. Um, mm-hmm. People need ads of varying degrees d- depending on what they're selling and what they're offering. Yeah. And people still need these services. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and again, we're all kind of wondering how long this is going to last. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you stop... I mean, if you stop advertising, then when this is done, you're going to find yourself with nothing. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no one really knows what it looks like on the other side or when that other side is going to be here. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm very concerned about the health aspect and the people who are losing their jobs. Of course. Yeah. Um, um, but, you know, it, 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 it'll be as a society, we'll, we'll learn from this and figure out what's what to do you know, moving forward. Yeah. There's actually an interesting aspect of this, and I'm not taking this lightly by any means or, you know, lessening the importance of the health aspect or or any of that. But it does force us to take a step back and take a breath, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been going breakneck speed on everything for years now. Yeah. And this is just forcing us all to take a step back and just be for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important for the whole human race. <laughs> yeah. I, I say that, but I'm I'm actually going, hey, I could, it's, uh, we've been meaning to redo our website. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but these are things that you could do in off time. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're not things that you're rushed to do right this second. And a lot of us have spent years now being rushed to do everything right in that second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so- having the moment to sort of step back and experience life instead of being forced to go through life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. maybe, you know, like I think we might look back on this time period and say, hmm, you know, I think we kind of changed when we went through that. Yeah. I I, I was talking to someone about this. I, there's nothing in, in my lifetime, surely in, in nobody's lifetime to compare this to directly. There really isn't. Yeah. You know, uh, there was uh, the economic, you know, downfall in 2008. Mm-hmm. There was 9-11. But neither of those things are uh, are like this at all. Yeah. No, I mean, people keep relating it to the 1918 uh, influenza pandemic. Yeah. I missed that. I wasn't there. Well, yeah, I wasn't around <laughs> either. But, <laughs> but, you know, looking at the history of it all... Um, it, I mean, I who knows? I don't know how. Obviously, our technology is a lot different than it yeah. was back then. Yeah. Um, and I mean, thank God for Google Hangouts and Zoom and Squadcast and, you know, yeah. any FaceTime and all of these things that we're able to actually still connect with people without being that close. Sure. So that you can have your social distancing without actually being isolated. Yeah. I have two meetings today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah, yeah. It's still going on. Yeah. From this very chair. Yeah. <laughs> well, I should probably let you get to those meetings. <laughs> uh, can you uh, mention maybe some of the things, uh, some of the ways that people can get in touch with you just to sure. I'll put those in the show notes as well. So they'll be able to get them. Sure. Well, our website, if you'd like to, our website, which will be changing soon if I have the time, (laughs) 
Yeah. But if you want to check out some of our work, you can go to creativeouthouse.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we have a, uh, you can look at our work there and brand launches and different categories. There's also, uh, if you go slash podcast, you can see our podcasts and blogs there. And uh, Marketing Upheaval is the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you on social media anywhere? Oh, yes. You could find me, Rudy Fernandez, on LinkedIn. You could find Creative Outhouse on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, our Instagram page is woefully pathetic, but maybe <laughs> someday we'll pay attention to that now. Maybe, who knows? Well, yeah, maybe now is the time. <laughs> yeah. But those other ones we got covered, so check okay. those out. Well, that's great. Thanks yeah. so much for talking with me. Wow. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Jody. It was great talking to you. Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, please take a moment to give the podcast a review. It's greatly appreciated and super helpful. Until next time.